bad bitch. Money count on cash on me. Shotty blow my phone. Alright. Welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. And hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I'm joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.com podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop talk. Money got on, cash on me, shawty blew my phone, that's corny. That's a no no. I'm trying to hustle. That white one. Can you hear me out? All righty. We're going to go ahead and get started with our conversation here at barbershop.talk. In fact, a lot of the conversations that occur on Saturday deal with our former president, Donald Trump. And in fact, as a fact that came up in that conversation, I was not aware of. Did you know? Nope. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask you, Casey. How many lawsuits do you think that uh, Trump has pending at this time? Well, I know he has one because I'm suing his ass. <laughs> I know he got that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Other other than that one, <laughs> how many does he have? Other than that one, would you guess? Let's take a guess. This is remarkable. Uh, I'm going to say about a dozen. About a dozen. Okay, 12. All right. Hey, Arthur. Arthur's also our third host, if you don't know that. Uh, Give me some facts. How many lawsuits actually have pending, as Donald Trump has pending, as of today? Former President Donald Trump is facing a total of 19 legal actions, about half of which allege improper conduct during his presidency. Most of the cases fall under three themes, financial wrongdoings that made him more money, his role in the January 6, 2021 insurrection, and his alleged interference in the 2020 election. Wow, that you know, you know what's amazing to me about first of all, nineteen is a is a big number. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it's a tremendous <laughs> number. Now, when I think about politics in the past, is that if a president had any type of moral issues, they really wasn't qualified. Right, to be disqualified. Right, disqualified. Right, and this guy got nineteen lawsuits. Let me. I'm going to double check um, some of these lawsuits. Hey, Arthur, um, you talked about financial, so. Tell me one, or give me some facts about one that's being financial, uh, or being investigated for financial. Manhattan prosecutors are investigating Trump and his company for potential financial and tax crimes, as well as insurance fraud. The Trump organization has already been charged with giving employees perks without paying taxes on them. Here we go. This just blows my mind. Now, a man that's being sued over taxes actually is the same person who created the tax law. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is amazing. And do you remember when they created that tax law that they did behind closed doors Mm -hmm. and then they came out? 
first of all, anytime you do anything behind closed doors, it is not good. Well, maybe it's good, but it ain't legal. <laughs> <laughs> That's for certain. It is not legal. All right. Okay, Arthur, give me another one. Give me another one. Letitia James is investigating Trump's company for allegedly manipulating the valuations of his real estate properties, and in turn avoiding tax liabilities. The investigation is looking into civil and criminal matters. Trump Wait a minute, hold on. Anytime that you've been investigated by somebody named Letitia. That's your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what's funny about that. Oh, my goodness. Trump, Trump's claiming racism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, is it because you are racist? I mean, what is that? Because that's where the racism is. No, no but no. It's, a, it's a black district attorney investigation. Yeah, I got that. But I'm going uh, to say that name one more time. Letitia James is investigating. Letitia, man, let me take when I was in grade school, they said, Letitia's after you. <laughs> you better run <laughs> and hide. <laughs> man, you know, he's a joke. Somebody by the name of Letitia. Ooh, wow, that's beat down city coming, boy. No joke, no joke. Okay, well, that was his financial stuff. That's his financial. Stuff. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, well, what do we have here? Let me see. Oh, oh, okay. I have heard that his former personal attorney, uh, Michael Cohen, sued him. So, Arthur, give me some facts about that one. Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is accusing Trump and the U.S. government of sending him back to prison as a retaliatory measure after Cohen wrote a tell-all memoir about his work for Trump. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you about that. Okay, right. tell me about that one. So... He was like on parole, okay, right. and he had uh, one of those ankle bracelets, and he was restricted, and you know when he could leave and stuff like that. Well, Trump had some people from this restaurant send him some uh, coupons, a free dinner. Coupons, he, okay. yeah, and he took his he took his wife out there to this restaurant, and you know I got these coupons for these free dinners, and they were waiting on him inside the restaurant. <laughs> hey, you in violation of uh, you in violation. Of your probation, plus you wrote that tell-all book, so you going back to jail. <laughs> oh, that was dirty. Damn, yeah. should have wrote that book. <laughs> and I remember him saying, "Well, are these coupons still valid?" <laughs> A big-time attorney take coupons to a restaurant. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. he's part of that Trump world, man. He's Ooh. part of that Trump world, man. I tell you, this dude. Oh, yeah, we have a new sponsor. This is their little tune they like to play. And in fact, you need used condoms. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not our sponsor. KC is on the road today. <laughs> if you have any little ones, you might want to tell them to get out the room. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Are we gonna get back to we we'll get back on track? Uh, I kicked that sponsor right here because we didn't like that sponsor with the uh, the use uh, stuff. All right, here we go. All right, you know something? I, I'm I'm tired of this uh, 19 lawsuits a little bit. I'm gonna switch gears real quick uh, because also that Trump uh, has something to do with his accounting firm. In fact, his accounting firm cut ties with Trump and retracted financial statements. 
from 2011 to now. <laughs> so they said, like, no, 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 uh, uh, we're not counting these taxes anymore. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Left these papers. Yeah, I actually saw their uh, their public statement when they uh, when they came out, mm-hmm. and they said uh, all that stuff we wrote down last decade. Disregard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. None of us accurate. Well, you, you can't count on that. Uh, we, we made a boo-boo. All right, Arthur, give us some facts on that. Again, a county firm cut ties with Trump and retracted financial statements. Donald J. Trump's longtime accounting firm cut ties with him and his family business last week, saying it could no longer stand behind a decade of annual financial statements it prepared for the Trump Organization, court documents show. The decision, which was disclosed to the company in a February 9th letter from the accounting firm, comes amid criminal and civil investigations into whether Mr. Trump illegally inflated the value of his assets. It's amazing how all of a sudden they say, we surrender, <laughs> we're out of here, when they're doing a criminal and civil right. investigation. So I'm going to give a full context about this, all right? Because they've been doing this stuff, obviously, for a decade. Now, this accounting firm didn't realize in 10 years that uh, the shenanigans that was going on, that they, they don't deserve to be accountants. But what happened was the district attorney has sued for his records, his financial records. I got that. And Trump was doing everything to block them and block them. But finally, the court said, no, you have to turn them over. And once those documents uh, were ordered to be turned over to the, uh, the attorney general, that's when they decided, hey, we, we out of here. <laughs> You're absolutely right. In again, fact, the jig is up. Man, and again, we was absolutely right. Uh, Arthur, tell us a little bit more about that letter. And it says for a decade. The letter instructed the Trump Organization to essentially retract the documents, known as Statements of Financial Condition, from 2011 to 2020. <laughs> 2011 <laughs> to 2020. Yeah, all these statements ain't right. But here's what was going on. Trump was inflating the the values of his properties when he was trying to get loans right. in order to uh, have a better standing against the banks to get these loans approved. And then he was deflating the values of them when it was time to pay his taxes. Saying, no, this 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 giant building is only worth about 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Now, I do also know, too, they have this uh, uh, the January 6th commission who is fact-finding for January 6th. But just to allow our listeners to understand the purpose of this committee, I'm going to have Arthur tell you about it, and then we're going to talk about that a little bit. The purpose of the January 6th committee is to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol complex, known colloquially as the January 6th Commission, was a proposed commission that would investigate the 2021 United States Capitol attack. Man, there's a lot of stuff coming out of that. Oh, tons of stuff. A lot of stuff relating to the uh, whole conspiracy about this January 6th stuff. But a lot of stuff that didn't even have nothing to do with January 6th is coming out. Well, you, you know what I like about it? Well, in fact, there's something that says that the, one of the biggest evidence they uncovered do you remember uh, the House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he said, like, yes, I'm going to cooperate? Mm-hmm. And he turned over, like, a lot of documents. Uh, tens of thousands of pages. Yeah, it, it, was yeah. About, it was about 9, 10,000 pages of documents. And then when they start using those documents and start leaking, they go like, uh, I don't want to cooperate anymore. 
I quit. Well, a lot of that stuff incriminate was incriminating to itself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And he said, wait, wait a minute. I thought this was just about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but matter of fact, Arthur, give us some background about that. Tell us a little bit about Mark Meadows and his cooperation, did not cooperation, and some of the things that they uncovered with the documents that he sent in. The biggest source of evidence uncovered by the panel is some 9,000 pages of documents that White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows turned over before he decided to stop cooperating. Among them are text messages to Meadows that have brought new focus on Trump's failure to act quickly to stop the insurrection, despite pleas from lawmakers, journalists, and even his eldest son. Someone is going to get killed, one anonymous message warned Meadows. He's got to condemn this SHTASAP, Donald Trump Jr. wrote. Investigators are also reviewing a PowerPoint presentation circulated by Phil Waldron, a retired colonel who worked with Trump's outside legal team, that recommended Trump declare a national emergency to keep himself president and proposed Vice President Mike Pence reject electors from... Okay, let me get this right. This second part is going to kill me. It was a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we steal the government. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Trump is going to declare a national emergency to keep himself in power. Okay. Now, I can I can see that meeting right now. Uh, could you go back to slide ten, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This I'm is where you take Nancy Pelosi's office. <laughs> <laughs> My good a PowerPoint presentation on how to keep him, keep Trump in power. So basically, this was the scheme. All right, they had got these uh, people in these different states uh, that that they lost that they they didn't want to lose uh, to submit a phony slate of electors, and they wanted Mike Pence. Uh, you know, when he's performing his duty of reading all the electors and validating the election in the winter, to say, hey, I got two sets of electors from each of these states, mm -hmm. so we're just going to invalidate these states all together and then declare Trump the winner. <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff that you explain that very well, but however, I think in the PowerPoint will probably give us a little bit more detail. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna write the January 6th commission. So we want to see that PowerPoint. Yeah. You know, so I think it's amazing how uh the information about Trump is coming out and realizing that there is a criminal that actually ran the country. I am wondering how many people are truly uh aware of that because I have a gut, this is my gut, that a lot of people may not be um keeping in keeping in tune with all these things happening. Mm -hmm. I, I want I want to test our hunch, Casey. Okay. I, I'm going to call somebody. Okay. And I'm going to ask them, what are the recent news that they are aware of in regards to Trump? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, everybody know about the tax that go way back. Uh, everybody talk about uh, the foundation. Everybody go know about the sexual assault and paying the porn star. But I wonder if they're going to mention anything that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. About the 19 lawsuits. The newer thing. Uh, yeah, so let's find let's out. come out since the commission started. Yes, let's see. Let's see. Let me see. Let me go. You remember uh, 317, seven days a week? Yes. Let's give him a call. In a minute. Yeah. He was, he was a guest once on our show. Let's see what we got here. Oh, we got a ring. He paid his bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh oh. 
Uh oh. You may have to answer the phone. Oh, that is too, too bad. Oh my goodness. Seven three one seven seven days a week is not answer his phone call. He might be seven days a week, but he ain't twenty four hours. Please leave your message. <laughs> <laughs> right, we gonna call somebody. I am gonna call somebody else. I'm gonna call somebody at random. Nice. All right. Let me see. Here we go. We try somebody else. All right. Oh, it's ringing. That's two ringy dingies. Uh oh. We are not getting anybody. Well, if we win some, we lose some. Hello? Uh, hello? Hello? You on barbershop.talk. Did you pick that up? Yeah, I picked it up. Who is this? This is barbershop.talk podcast. Hey, we got a couple of questions for you. Um, Wait a minute. Back up. Back up. Who are you again? Barbershop.talk podcast. We are a podcast where we talk. If you talk about it on Saturday, we're going to talk about the day of your podcast. Oh, oh, I heard about you guys. Yeah, are you J-Rod and KC? Yep, that's us. All right. Hey, this is what we want to know. Uh, can you tell us anything or recent news that you have heard about Donald Trump? We're just doing a little survey about information coming out. Uh, well, I know he has some tax issues, right? Taxes. Yep, sure did. Yeah, what else do you right. know? Uh, I know he screwed his porn store, and that was a $136,000 coochie. <laughs> uh, three minutes work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you got that right. I anything else? Anything else that uh, you know about him? Anything recent? Uh, let me see here. I know they got this... Um, um, I think it's a January 6th commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that. What, what do you know about that commission? Well, okay, this is what I think I heard. First of all, I heard he was, um, he took some classified documents out of the White House and took it to his personal residence. And then I heard he flushed some down the toilet. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, he he did. He took like fifteen boxes of of documents, including a lot of classified stuff, and uh, he tried to flush them down the toilet. Uh, toilet got got uh, stopped up. Yeah, and so they get Plumber Joe come down there, and he says, "Hey, I found out some stuff about the Russians right here." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did get the right. I'm, matter of fact, I'm surprised that that caller actually got that recent news about the the documents. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in fact, it, it's getting out there, and, and it's a big. It's amazing how when Hillary Clinton, do you remember Hillary Clinton on the emails? Yeah, she was Secretary of State, and she was using her personal uh, phone uh, and server, I guess, for 
some of her uh, governmental functions. Mm -hmm. Well, and that ain't maybe ain't the best choice, but it was that egregious, egregious. However, Trump said it was because <laughs> he wanted her locked up. He for wanted her locked up. They want all this investigation. Yeah. But have you heard anything about those 15 boxes? These are 15 boxes of government documents that he took from the White House and took to his private home. Yeah. 15 boxes with a lot of stuff that was classified. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start this I'm, I'm gonna start a story here or a rumor here because this is what I think he was doing. This is what I think Donald Trump was doing when he took those 15 boxes home. I honestly think that uh, he was gonna take that classified information and sell it to foreign countries. Probably because one thing we know for sure. He wasn't going to read it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he never read the stuff before. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I honestly think that he was going to sell some of that classified information um, to foreign countries. All right. You know what I'm thinking? I think it's time to uh, recognize our sponsor a little bit here. Uh, in fact, we kind of uh, did it quickly uh, last week, and King Cap uh, brought that to my attention. So with that being said, we're going to recognize our sponsors. Yeah, boy, raise our rent. Yeah, we don't need to rent that. Raise that rent. <laughs> it's a party out in my head. Hey, hey. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in my head. All righty. Let's recognize our sponsor. How about King Cap, the owner of Out the Way Studios, provide custom-made T-shirts and other apparel. If you want any information about his services, please email him at KingCap, which is A-I-N-G, capital K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. After party after NLA. All right. Let's recognize our second sponsor at 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. And we do have some good news. We have finally, finally finished repairs from the accident with a car running into the barbershop. We are going to be open Saturday. So please come in and help us celebrate. If nothing else, come in and say hello. Also, I'm encouraging the customers that showed up last week and we had a ball talking to you and making predictions on the Super Bowl. Come on in and continue that conversation. And uh, in fact, uh, one of the customers, uh, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a grand reopening, complete with, with jugglers and magicians and elephants. Hey, hey uh, note, J-Rod, uh, the Tigers won't be able to make it. But everything else, come on. Yeah, and if you believe that, you're going to be disappointed when you get there. But what we are giving you are great haircuts. Again, 421 Barbershop on Michigan Road, where good things, where good things happen to your hair. We are a, a, a family-friendly barbershop. All righty. Ooh, you know something, Casey? I think I'm going to try to call that guy back. Okay. You know, I, I'm gonna, I, I really want to know if he heard anything. We do appreciate that one caller calling. I appreciate it. We got him at the last minute. But let's try calling one more time to see if this person will actually answer his telephone. All right, let's see what we have here. Uh oh, there it goes. What is going on? Oh, 
Boy. You, you might have caught him at his dinner time, and I heard he'd be milling out, man. So well, yeah, he, he's pretty, he's a bit, pretty big fella. So you may be right. All right. Well, we're just gonna disconnect from him. Please. And we're not gonna leave a message. That is really, really too, too bad. Uh, you know, because I really want to ask about keeping up on the politics. I wonder if people was aware of what's happening in Russia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I did hear that. It's, it's really funny. It's not a really a funny story. It's a sad story yeah. that Fox 59 News was actually encouraging us to be allies with Russia. Yeah. Uh, that's our adversary. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're working to uh, to undermine U.S. interests around the world. That is just simply. And they're about to invade a sovereign nation. So. That is remarkable. I mean, totally remarkable all right i'm going to look on here real quick see if there's any other facts we want to talk about uh uh donald trump i'm just so just i am so concerned and so disappointed that the country seems to lose their morals and values when they're supporting donald trump yeah well to be honest if anybody paid attention you knew that he was a man of no morals, no values before he ran for office. But they chose, they purposely chose to ignore all that. I remember um, one of the prominent Republicans says, we're going to pinch our nose and vote for him. Hmm. You know, and so they knew all the baggage and the kind of person that he was. But they thought, well, he could help us achieve our ultimate goal. So we're going to we don't care about the rest. You know that's that's a good point. This this is what this is my opinion of why he got elected. I think that the, uh, um, I think that the country the country was tired of the old politician in Washington and they wanted somebody new. Rightfully um, so, he was then, the wrong somebody new, but yeah. rightfully so he was. You know that is correct. And I'll say this: love, hate, or, or or like Donald Trump, the guy is a magnet for attention. When you hear his name or you hear him speak. You have to pay attention. He's he's like must see TV because you you don't know what you you're gonna get from him. You know. He, yeah, I I agree with that a hundred percent. But I, I really think that his time, uh, the timing, he just was at the right place at the right time. What was wrong for the country? Uh, because I think that people was tired of the the old politicians in Washington. They wanted to get rid of them. Uh, they really felt at the time that they wanted a, a businessman to run the country. Uh, they kind of hint to this when it was Ross Perot. I don't yeah. know if you know Ross Perot. Mm-hmm. He was an outsider of Washington. He was a businessman, and he ran for president and got a lot of traction. And and I think that uh, Americans are fascinated with people on TV. And so people I think on TV and people who are wealthy or perceived to be wealthy, yeah, because it, that's one of the the tenements that that they, you know. Uh, institute in our society that hey wealth is right yeah i agree with you there it's amazing to me how wealthy people can get poor people to make them feel that they have more common with them than their neighbors going through the same struggles that's always amazing to me yeah um but i also feel that uh, hopefully that the united states have learned a lesson is that don't change just to make the sake of change and how important it is to have experience when it comes to running the country and running government. Um, this was a very difficult lesson to learn. I don't know if we finished learning, but I do hopefully, I hope that we are. Right. And, and it doesn't matter what party somebody's affiliated with. 
if they're a corrupt, crooked person, they're not the right person, regardless of any other skills they may have. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but dirt hang around dirt. Yeah, and, and that that position of presidency, it only magnifies who you really are. So if you're corrupt, you're going to be super corrupt. Yeah, you know? it, it, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. But the thing that I am I am having trouble with understanding is how do the common citizen actually feel that they have more in common with a billionaire than they do with their next door neighbors going through the same issue? It is amazing, and apparently it's been going on for years and years and years. In fact, I'm going to make this last last comment here because somebody was talking about um, what rich people or wealthy people can and cannot do. And they said they can't do a lot of things, but what they can do is count. And they know when they are outnumbered. Yeah. So they would get people at a less status to have a division between them mm-hmm. to prevent them from joining together and attacking the one percent. That's the blueprint of the American <laughs> society. <laughs> We're gonna have to explore that one on another show, J. Rod. I think you're absolutely right. We have a lot to say about that. But anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and close off. Uh, thank you for listening, our listeners. And KC, I'm going to have you close out of this thing. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, go, go mob. mob. And let us leave you with educate yourself.